Order, order up, order, order up. Order, 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 order up. Up, 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 up. Back to the bin. I got the music in you. Yeah, I got the music in me. The music in me. It's Arnold trying to clear so. Arnold being uh, what's her name? Him, 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 him. La, 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 la. Alrighty. Hello and welcome to Order Up, the last. The final, the end. Bye, Cart everybody. The final. Cart the final. No penultimate. No next to the penultimate. Well, it is next to the penultimate. It's just on the ending side of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, true. I guess I'm wrong. That's just... Wrong. I, you know what? I'm going to have to clip that. What? Uh, I said I was wrong? Yeah. Ugh. Just put that in. Anytime we argue, I'm just going to edit that in. Wait, well, wait, I guess wait. I was wrong. Aha! See, you, I just got you to say it, so now I'll clip yeah. that. Aha! But people know I'm never wrong. You're always wrong. Wrong. Recording with you is wrong. I don't want to be right. Wait, what? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, I was going to say it's been the end of a long week, but it's only the middle of the week. I know. Oh, oh. I know. Boy, it's, oh it's, this week is seriously dragging. Yeah, now yeah, well, I think it's because we're waiting for Thor. I'm waiting for Thor to get here this weekend to try to try to see if I can scrape up some cash to go see it before everybody in the door, spoils me. Yeah, my daughter's like, "Well, why don't you just wait and catch it somewhere else?" You know, I'm like, "No, because by then it'll be too late and everybody will be blabbermouthing." Blabber, 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 blabber. Oh, well, it actually blabber, blabber. No. But we're not here to bitch about spoilers. We're here to discuss the final issue of The Order. Uh, we don't have any Order news, because uh, I don't think we've had enough episodes out yet to really get any feedback on this yet. So we won't be doing any email. There's no Order yeah, There's no, there's no order news, or there's no Order email. Basically, we got nothing. Do uh, we have any other interesting, possible Defenders-related comic discussions? You got nah, anything? Tune in next week. Tune in next week for Defenders? No, for, for the next show. We got nothing. Oh, we got nothing. Oh, okay. Bye, everybody. No, no, no. We got this one Darn, issue. Darn, that's the end. What? Oh, what? Yeah. You ready for some Indicia exposure? Uh, <laughs> that's I what I like I to call it now. I, we, we try to be a family-friendly podcast. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> okay. Well, tonight we are covering the order numero 60. Or possibly the Defenders number 18, as is inside the little, inside the six on the cover. There's a little 18 at the bottom of it. I think we had pointed that out in like the second or third episode we did. And this confusing. was released, yes, this was released in September 2002. Um, it was, the cover artist is Carlos Pacheco. And who, who has been the cover artist throughout. Yeah, yeah, and they've mostly been pretty good. And I guess we can talk about this cover real quick before we, we jump into the book proper. Um, <laughs> foremost is the Hulk stretching the crap out of uh, Mister Fantastic right in the center of the cover. He's got like a he's stretching. He must I have don't his know, leg, right? Yeah, I was gonna say it's got to be a leg. I think because I see both his hands. I mean, it could be an arm. Who knows? Phenomenal leg. Exactly. Yeah. So he's stretching him. He's got like. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Bombastic, Mr. Lova Lova, all stretched around him. And uh, in front of him, Namor is, uh, looks like he just smacked Daredevil right in the face with his trident, along with Wolverine at the same time. And this is the Wolverine from the Grant Morrison leather jacket era. And behind them, Doctor Strange has got um, Spider-Man tied up in some type of mystical energies. And... Is that the uh, Silver Surfer taking on the Human Torch? It looks like. Okay. Yeah, that that that's definitely the Surfer 
he's given like he's he's face palming uh, the Human Torch. Flap. Yeah. And Doctor Strange is like mystifying Spider Man. I mean, it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty explosive. Uh, oh, what is it? Oh, that's the Vision in um, <laughs> under it's like, in the Hulk's under uh, the under the Hulk. Yeah, the Hulk's armpit. Oh, and that's Cap's face too. Cap's face is there, right oh, in yeah. the armpit. See? Oh yeah, I missed that. Yeah, it's like Cap really got a good dose of the Hulk's uh, underarm. He's really getting the, the lowest lowest billing in this book. Yeah. Well, nope. Who's over by the Hulk? To the right. That looks like Black Hulk's Panther. Fist. The Black Panther. Okay. Maybe. I don't yeah. know who else that would be. That's probably a good guess, and I think yeah, that's so. everybody that we have on here. But that's really pretty cool because they didn't have to include them in there. They, that could have just been open dead space, and nobody would have known known the difference. Vinnie Coletta would have left it as open space. <laughs> Vinnie Coletta would have just had the Hulk on the cover, which is the stretched Mister Fantastic. That's it. Yeah. So Ooh, our moving on to the writer. Writer of our book is uh, well, the story is out of order. You're out of order. This whole book is out of order. I don't think we've done that joke yet, have we? Maybe I'm not have. sure. We may have. This whole comic book's out of order. Written by Kurt Busiek. Penciler this time around is Matt Haley. I don't remember if we've had Matt before. I know we had a lot of changes with the the uh, the pencilers through the through the book. Uh, nope. Last time it was Ivan Reese, and the inker was actually different as well. Last time it was Joe Pimentel. And the time before that, oh, that's right, was Dan Jurgens and Bob Layton. So, yeah, we've had, uh, I don't know if we've had Jeff on here before. Oh, Matt, Matt, that's right. Yeah, Matt, Matt was on issue three. He was a penciler. And, yep, we had Chris Batista as the penciler. He's got a good wrestling career. Oh, wait, that's a different guy. He's, he's good on, uh, Guardians. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so Matt was a penciler on one, three, and six. So, so he's back again for his swan song, his final appearance on this book. And the inker, like I said, is Dan Panosian. Panosian, colorist Gregory Wright, letterer Randy Gentile, editors Tom Braveheart, Mark Sumerak, and Andy Schmidt. Schmidtlap. 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 What? No, it's just Schmidt. Schmidtlap is uh, from the Batman nineteen sixty six movie. Commodore Schmidtlap. Oh. Ah, okay. It's been a while. So I believe, uh, who's taking the synopses? I think that's me. <laughs> Take it away. Not Christmas yet. Although, oh. who knows, by the time this is posted. By the time be. this comes out, it might be next year. The Order number 6. They face each other. Earth's greatest heroes in the Order. Strange, Hulk, Silver Surfer, and Namor. They're about to collide. Gondroth observes the fracas, his shape taking more form as each moment passes, fed from the battle. Suddenly, the air above the battle crackles, and the defenders arrive. The female analogs intercept the order, while the little three attempt to convince Earth's heroes to stand down. Stand down, stand down. Nighthawk gets a few moments to explain to Cap and Professor X about Gondroth's use of the Big Four and his attempt at resurrection. However, it is not enough proof for them and they push through to meet their foes. Nighthawk summons Christopher Ganyarag and the Masters of the Mental Arts from Yan. They use Inertia Sword Blasters to make sure no energy is released. None may attack the Order. Momentum is checked, power bolts drained, and like the non-team, defenders, a non-battle occurs. Papa Hag arrives. He assembles the female analogs while the little three block the Order from conflict. The females are the correcting balance through the bonds each has with their counterpart. They are the human part which was lost. Suddenly, Hog is struck by a bolt of energy from nowhere, just as the heroes break through the Yanian guard. The women heroes leap to the skies to block the attacks. Here is the climax. Each is pierced by an energy bolt. Klee is hit by wasps, which passes through her to then hit Strange. She-Hulk is hit by Cyclops' blast, which passes through her to strike the Hulk. Namorita is hit by Yellow Jacket's blast, which then hits Namor. And Ardina is hit by a laser blast from either Mr. Fantastic or Nick Fury that pierces her and then strikes the Silver Surfer. The process returned humanity to the Big Four. 
Note, if you read the Return of the Superman series, you might remember that this is exactly how Supes got his full powers back. After the Eradicator was blasted by the Cyborg Superman, the blast blew right through him and into the real Superman, a transfer of sorts. While everyone floats around dazed, Cap looks up to see a massive Yandra. Ah, we see who fried Hog now. Who attempts to taunt the heroes into battle, but the Order intercedes. However, instead of fighting, they pull back. They realize that he wants them to fight, to get in the energy he needs, to finally become a being he so long desires, and as they watch, he grows enraged. But with no source of energy, he cannot fully convert. He begins to shrink back to man-size. The Yanian guard take him into custody as Strange and the Surfer return the Sky Island to its previous shape and awaken Red Raven and his race. Earth's heroes largely stand around and scratch their heads. The Big Four thank the Little Three in a touching reunion. Papa Hog invites the analog heroes to an island spa for little R&R. They seem to oblige. Meanwhile, Red Raven is not so happy. He wants the order punished for their actions. Even Cap suggests that a reckoning must occur. A battle seems imminent after all, but the Big Four defenders fly off. They have never been part of the normal superhero world anyway. They're headed back to Manhattan to their new headquarters. When Gaia appears, she announces that she has ended Yandroth's curse, but asks that they continue to defend her by her, defend her by choice. Strange says they will. The group gathers at HQ, meeting Valkyries, Samantha Parrington's, parents in the process. Privately, Nighthawk learns from Gaia that he has a new power. The ring he wears contains a small portion of her power, which can be used to summon the Defenders at any time, should the need arise, to safeguard the world in the future. Defenders head off for a banquet to celebrate. That's all, folks. And that's the end of Order Number Six. Order Number Six. You are Number Six. I am not a number. I have a free... Wait, sorry. That's the Prisoner, not the Defenders. Not the Order. Oh, and this... uh, um, The... Synopsis came to us courtesy, well, I guess there was no courtesy, they didn't know we used it, from the Defenders.ca summary of the order. Of all things, who would have thought? Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, Go figure. Rather nice. So, let's jump into the book. Yeah, let's take jump it. right in. Oh, you know what? I want to look, I want to check something else. I don't remember if we looked up what happens to Ardina after this. I think we did look it up. I but think. I don't remember what the answer was. Defenders and the Warriors join a fight. I invite the female defenders to do a spa two dimensions over, which they accept. After Civil War, after the Civil War, Ardina was considered by Tony Stark as a potential recruit for the 50-state initiative. That's all I see. Hmm. Uh-huh, okay. Five appearances of Ardina Earth 616. Do you remember her in, uh, in that? No, I didn't read all of, uh, I mean, no, no, I don't. Okay. There looks like her only five appearances, I can tell from this, was in Civil War Battle Damage, The Order 6, 5, and 4, and Defenders Strange Heroes Volume 1 of 1. And that came out in 2011. So yeah, she hasn't, oh, so she hasn't exactly been burning up the uh, the, the comic store uh, shelves. Uh, I guess not. Oh wait, but Papa Hog appears here too. Oh, anyway, interesting. I'll have to look at this later. All right, back to the book. Sorry, I'm so easily distracted by something shiny and new from 2002. Book opens up with, I guess, what was uh, tough moments in each of their lives. As they were kids, the the big four. Or just memorable moments. Yeah, the one is where Stephen is tending somebody that's got injured, and you know he knew he wanted to be a doctor. And Bruce is cowering from his uh, abusive dad. No, that was um, that was a development in the Peter David run, or was that before? Uh, that? I want to. S- uh, it was on one of the anniversary books. I want to say like one that had like a foil cover in the nineties. I want to say four hundred, but I could be wrong. Uh, not one. I I would know the cover if I saw it. Let me try. So in the, in the shot with with young Stephen Strange, he's he's already macking on a girl, 
which when you look at Doctor Strange's history, despite the fact that he's kind of a, I don't know, uh, almost a dull character in some ways, but he always seems to have something going on with the women. Yep. Okay, it's not 400. <laughs> that's, let's try 350. And it's not 350 either, so, so I am going to give up this search and we'll move on. Is that Nick Nolte? Where? Oh, where he's getting... The, well, sh- the shadow of Bruce's father is that Nick Nolte? Yeah, well, that would be, yeah, that would be the young Nick Nolte from the the Eric Bana movie, the the Absorbing Man. Yeah, that's who he turned out to be. Yeah, I I, I kind of like that movie. I know a lot of people don't, hey, but I yeah, I'm, in, I'm in the I don't like it mode. I I I no trouble. It was uh, I thought it was sad. I thought it was sad that they wasted so much money on the movie. Oh, jeez. I'm just saying. Any, anyway, because if you say I'm just saying, you could say whatever you want. Yeah. Oh my God! What's oh the dog just boss dog just waiting so, the door. So that that's the first two panels. Then the next page has the next two panels, which show uh, ner- nerdy Norrin Rad on Zenla, who's ignoring Shalabal ner- to sit in the grass and look up into the sky. Nerd Nerd Rad. Nerd Nerd and Rad. And then the final of the four is young Namor swimming underwater, which is something he is wont to do. With, yeah, I, I guess is that is, is that uh, Namorita following him? Ah, uh, yeah, I guess. But uh, she seems like shouldn't she be younger? Yeah, I thought there was more age between them. It says here he's fourteen. Right. She's probably ten. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't look that that young. So I, I would think so. there was more years between them, but I guess not. Anyway, then we cut to our splash page where the four of them are enraged and ready to just destroy. Yeah, it's just- that was then. This is now. Kill them. Crush them, says the Hulk. Show them. Show them that when they defy us, this is Namor, they are courting death itself, says Strange. And, and Silver so, Surfer's so just ready to give a karate chop. Kung Fu. Go. Oh, Comet. What are you doing? Oh, that dog's throwing up. See? Comet. Oh, man. He's... He, yeah. I'm about to just let him finish. <laughs> I can't stop him. <laughs> Guess, guess who's going to have to clean it up? Uh, not me. What are you doing, dog? Oh, God. Oh. Do you need a minute? Yeah. We're going to pause. I give two minutes to you and your valiant dog. <laughs> me and my vomiting dog. Oh, man. Oh, man. i got to clean that up. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper, no comet, no barfing. Don't eat it. All right. Uh, I'll be right back. We could edit this out, maybe, maybe not, or <laughs> Don't look at me all sad face and don't try to kiss me. Oh, you got vomit on your cheek. <sighs> diet, diet, diet Mountain Dew. No, I'm out of Diet Mountain Dew. I'm drinking Diet Coke. What? <laughs> Who are you and what have you done with Dr. Bill? Well, yeah. Yeah, I just cleaned up some dog vomit and ate some meatballs. Not in that order. Breakfast of champions. Mm. So anyway, where were we before we were so rudely interrupted? I closed the door. If the dog has to puke, he needs to do it in the other room. <laughs> puke somewhere else on your own time. What are you doing to stop puking? Pukey dog. Blah. So following our initial interlude involving our four heroes, or anti-heroes... We have a double-page splash of Earth's heroes on the attack. Uh, the, the non-flying ones are on some sort of hoverboard things. Discs. Yeah, discs, which things. I, I don't know. Are those X's at the bottom? Are those provided by the X-Men, maybe? Uh, yeah, maybe. So, I mean, most of the heroes, you know, make sense. you got Spider-Man front and center. you got Captain America. Fantastic Four have to share a disc. Or the non flying Fantastic Four. Yeah, with Nick and Nick Fury. But we have, again, Chamber in a very prominent spot, which seems a little odd to me, even though, you know, I guess at the time he was one of their newest heroes. I don't know that he ever had enough of a following that, that you know, it earned that spot. Mm. And uh, Iron Fist is on one all by himself at the top. Black Panther yeah. is on another. I assume Wolverine and Daredevil are on them because we don't see their whole bodies. S- 
Scarlet Witch is on one, but can't she fly? Or I guess, mm, no, I, I guess she can't she fly. Can fly. No, 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 I guess she, no, who knows. Nightcrawler Night Night is just bamfing his way down. Yeah, no, see, no, wait a minute. Next panel, Scarlet Witch is flying because she is not, she is not, there's no way she's standing on that platform with the Fantastic Four. Because that would be way out of proportion. Even though her foot is over, you see what I'm saying? She is not that tall, not that big. She is She is above. She's not. Oh she's yeah, not on yeah, a disc. no, she's yeah, she's levitating somehow. Yeah, so I think the fact that she looks like she's on a disc in the other one is uh, not not true, a falsehood, if you will. So, well, I think that's a pretty good Spider-Man. It's a good Spider-Man. It's a terrible Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 the, the, that's the Wolverine who needs to go eat some uh, prunes, and and his claws are it's it's they're more like toothpicks. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a bad warbird, what you can see of her. Yeah, and uh, we got the, uh, what's it, Jenna's Vell. Mm-hmm. Black Panther's just striking a pose. <laughs> As this Iron Fist. Don't know what I'm doing up here. And we have the, uh, what's her name, uh, Monica Rambo, Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Although at this point she's probably Photon, not Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because there's the Jenna's Vell, Captain Marvel. And, uh, it's the, the bat. Yes, I know. We, we are very boring, aren't we? And, uh, so, the, so when you turn the page, it looks like, you know, the battle is starting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, Iron Fist is the one going after Doctor Strange immediately. Mm-hmm. Whereas Reed Richards is shooting some sort of gun at the Silver Surfer, as is Nick Fury. Yeah, Silver Surfer's got that, like, I don't know, would that be a contrail coming from his board? Like showing where he's been, like a speed line kind of. I'm, I'm of thinking thing. it's like like the slime trail for a slug. <laughs> Very fast slug. Yeah, and he blasts the uh, the FF. Knocks. Uh, looks like he kind of knocks the thing off the platform, or actually the thing's jumping towards the Hulk. Yeah. And now now Sp- Spidey's swinging from the bottom of his um, of his platform too. Spidey's and, kind of out of his element in this battle, I think. Yeah. And uh, but now, now the uh, what's called the surfer is shooting a ray at Sue Storm, and she's deflecting it with her force field, mm-hmm. which to me I don't know it doesn't seem quite right. Is is that how the surfer's power works? Is it just a, an energy blast? You know, he's got the power. Cosmic. I mean, it's the power cosmic. Uh, I mean, he can. I mean, I've always remembered he could. I mean, that was his kind of do that a lot, but he could do other things with the power cosmic. That was one of the things, that, you know, throughout this series it came up once or twice that, you know, it just seems a little off to have him engaging in battle with the less cosmic heroes because they just shouldn't I mean, be at was, a power level where they could even hold him off. He was a herald of Galactus. He should have more oomph. Exactly. And then we cut to the uh, the empty throne with the ever-growing yeah, figure of uh, Yandra. And... At that point, and the opening starts to come in the sky. Oh, wait, but first we see huh? Wonder Man and Iron Man in the last panel. Yeah, with the opening in the sky coming behind them. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no problem. And, and here, here, come, here the come the ladies and Nighthawk. Oh, yeah, Nighthawk. <laughs> the ladies and Nighthawk. And you know, their, their mission is to stop the uh, stop the battle, stop the energy from being... Uh, no battle! No violence! Yeah, stop the battle from being used. Now, it's... It, I don't know. Is is this a message we've seen, or a you know a, a trope we've seen before? Certainly, we saw it in the first issue of the Defenders in Marvel feature with Yandroth, where he got the energy from them coming at him. And I think we talked about that in the last Order episode. Well, I don't know about comics, but so when was the when was that first appearance of them? Was that back in the seventies of the Defenders? Yeah, with yeah the early seventies, like around nineteen seventy. Okay, so you would have had it at some time between 66 and 69 in Star Trek in the Day of the Dove yes. episode. Very good. So, I mean, that's that's the one that always comes to mind for me when, you know, when, oh, we can't fight, it'll weaken the creature. That, to me, is always the go-to. That's true. Um, that's, a good, that's a good comparison. I can't really think of another one, though. <laughs> I'm sure there's more. I'm sure this story has been done before, or this particular plot element, at least, not the story. We fight him by not fighting. Weaken him with love. It's probably done, been done more you know, since those early 70s stories. But anyway, 
Uh, Nightcrawler has an unusually long, uh, Nightcrawler, Nighthawk has an unusually long neck in the third panel on that page. Maybe he's a, maybe he's a turkey hawk. Yeah. Gobble, gobble, gobble. I'm a turkey hawk. And I like turkey. Oh wait, that's chicken hawk. So the, I say, uh, I say, hold on there, Yandroff. The, uh, the defender counterparts all start to intercede to prevent oh, the battle from taking place. Did you notice all the ladies have, uh, like, jet, jet, uh, like, uh, um, a belt jet or jet belts? Or, I didn't see that before. I didn't see that, that either. That's how they're flying. Well, that's how, probably how Nighthawk is flying, too, because they all have little flares coming from them. Yeah, except and for, you, you uh, can actually see it on Hellcat and Valkyrie. Yeah. Hmm. I except guess the only one that wouldn't need it. Well, I wouldn't, well, wait a minute. Namorita can fly. And she, yeah, but so she doesn't, she doesn't, if you look, she doesn't have the energy, energy discharge. Right, but shouldn't Ardina have it too, being a, a, a manifestation of the surfer? Surfer can't fly. Having the... Surfer can't fly. Alright, I guess he uses his board. But wait a minute. Isn't a board, his board a part of him? Does Ardina have a board? No, okay. but, but I don't think he really uses the board to... Per, well, I don't know. I don't know. Now somebody's going to write in... Excuse me. Shouldn't have had that meatball. Ah, that's a spicy meatball! Ah, down in it with Diet Coke. <gasps> Traitor, you're not Dr. Bill. So yeah, they, they kind of get in and uh, try to break up the fracas. Now, you know, at this point, I think the heroes are a little wishy-washy. Because they're trying to explain to the heroes what's going on. Captain America asks Xavier to scan Nighthawk's mind. He says, I'm scanning his mind, Captain America. And based on a quick battlefield surface probe, which is just stupid, his intentions at least seem to be good. Okay, so then why don't you listen to him a little bit? A quick battlefield surface probe and Whatever the hell Nighthawks, Nighthawks flopped in the corner. Uh! <laughs> Whoop, too deep, too deep, sorry. You mind wiped him again, Xavier. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so at this point, I, th I would think they'd be like, yeah, you know what, we gotta back off. So now, turning the page, doesn't Ardina look just like Phoenix? Yeah, especially with those little, with the flame belt coming from her. And, the, yeah, and kind that, of the golden legs and the red, red hair bathing suit. And like thing. the red outfit. She looks a little bit like dark Phoenixy. Yeah. 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 And uh, Nick Fury. Uh, Somebody shot him in the head. What, what the <laughs> yeah, you're right. Looks like somebody shot him like Steve Martin style with an arrow through his head. No, but he's like, hey, the skirts have him distracted. Sk skittered all over the sky. Let's go, troops. Plow through him like a, like Pat and that. And then uh, Valkyrie says, I say thee nay, sexist pig. I mean, uh, say thee nay. Skirts got him distracted. <laughs> I got I to gotta say, you know, it's a little... Uh, I, I know he's supposed to be anachronistic because he's from World War II, but... You know, you still have to have him talk like he's been alive. <laughs> yeah, you think he, he was he like, wasn't just found in a block of ice? I mean, right? He wasn't thought out. He's been alive this whole time with the what is it? The Infinity Formula? Mm-hmm. You know, mm. at least at this point, that's that's the ongoing story. Anyway, you know, Captain America says, uh, "Talk fast, we'll listen, but we've got the safety of the entire world to consider." Yeah, yeah. Talk is cheap. Oh. So, the the women again are basically engaging, but not engaging. Yeah, blocking off e each of their counterparts. While the other ones explain to uh, Xavier and Cap, who are, I guess, the kind of like the co-leaders of this whole contingent. Cap was the like. leader, and Xavier just mind wiped them to make him. <laughs> yes, Captain America <laughs> is my uh, Professor Xavier is my co-leader. Yes. I chose that all on my own. And Xavier's still sitting in the chair, even on his floating pat, uh, little pl pl platform. You think he could have just like made himself something to stand up in? It's like lazy. Really, you're in battle. You can't even you know pretend to stand. Yeah. Anyway. So Captain America ultimately decides we can't afford to let the order escape. Surround them and take them down. And then we get uh, Adam Rand. Well, Adam Strange no. from Rand. No, that's, uh, what's his name? Christopher Ganyrog. Ganyrog. Side to Supreme of Rian. Plus romantic objective Pamela. 
Yeah. Whoever they are. Rank and file. And and the whole freaking rank and file of the masters of the mental arts. Yeah. So on, the, on that bottom panel, it looks like they only inked half his face. They only inked half his face? Yeah, the left side of his face has no feature, you know, no... no no, oh yeah, no wrinkles, no smooth marks. baby. Yeah, it's smooth. He's chameleon, like a like a baby's bottom. And then uh, we we uh, they're still not actively battling at this point. And Papa Hog, looking kind of like John Johns, <laughs> rather short John Johns, says uh, says to the to the to the counterparts, "You be the key, the correct and balance, just as Yang was drawn to Yin." You and Day are strongly connected by blood, by bonds or love and magic, even by the fabric or life itself. Now, what do you think about when they write the dialogue with the accent like that? Is it, I think, is it I useful think he, or is it offensive? I think he needs the role of spleef, man. See, I, I kind of like... He be sounding too much like a Dijaja Binks. I kind of like when they add the accents in, but when they make it too exaggerated, it just seems silly. Well, I mean, how else are you going to get across an accent? You know? Yeah, no, I, I know. It just sometimes, it, it reminds me of times where, you know, where the comic writers were writing about a class of people that they weren't a part of and trying to give, like, you know, their proper affect. So, you know, the first thing I always go to is Stanley, you know, a 40-something-year-old man writing dialogue of 15-year-old boys calling each other boy chick. Well, I think they probably... Well, Kurt... I don't know how old Kurt Busiek would be at this time. I'm not sure how old he is. It's this quick look in this thing called a computer would probably... Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, grant me Or, that. you know, like in the early 70s with, you know, young white writers trying to write Luke Cage, you know, with Harlem speak. All right, so Kurt Busiek is 57 years old. Currently. Currently, so and this, this is how many years 15 ago? Years ago. 15, so he, he would have been, been like 45, or you're right, 42, sorry. Math, good, I can't, you. Huh, <laughs> simple math. No. And he's from Boston. Surprised they didn't all have, you know. Dr. Strange had a goddamn model cardio infarction. Surfer, get the car. Don't like my Boston accent. Okay, moving right along. <laughs> we need to bring in Hero for that. Yeah, yeah, he could do much better. His, his accent sounds so funny. Yeah, it doesn't sound like... Yeah. He's just making that stuff up, man. <laughs> so, anyways... Uh, and now has... And now has come the time to use him. Now all you got to do is... <laughs> Down goes Papa Hog. Down goes Papa Hog. With a big bolt of lightning. And everybody's just standing around. Some of them literally scratching their heads. <laughs> <laughs> two out of three of them. Or two out of four of them. <laughs> And and Ardina is on her way to scratch her head. Yeah, she's on her way. Like, uh. <laughs> Papa Hog uh, is alive, but just, just we'll never know. <laughs> and Nate and Nate Marita says, "Gals, we got trouble up there. Take a look. The heroes are breaking. They're breaking through the Yanian guard. No, you must stay back." Instinctively, unthinking, the four young women leap to the skies to block the attacks. Oh, and this is where they get hit by um, where all the bolts pass through. Cyclops' blast, uh, the wasp's stinger, Yellowjacket's blast, and who else? Oh, and Nick Fury or somebody's gun. Now, is that just passed. a little too convenient? Yeah. <laughs> Each one is in line with their counterpart for the blast to go through them like that? Like it was fated to be so. Yeah. you think it would have been a little bit... Oh, whoa, whoa, where the hell did Dum Dum Dugan come from? Yeah, really. And suddenly, he's just next to Cap. Anyway, yeah, because uh, anyway, after the blast passes through them to their counterparts, they all kind of like, you know, like they woke up from a sleep. Oh, wait, oh, what's going on? What have I been doing? Why am I wearing a dress? Oh. <laughs> so, just let me just hang out there, don't Sorry. you? <laughs> So they look up and see that Yandroth is uh, literally the big bad. He's, you know, I guess he's uh, almost fully powered. What does he say? The power, it flows, flows into me. Soon I will be fully reborn. You know what? Right off the bat. Soon I will be fully reborn. Maybe you should just keep your big mouth shut until you are. 
instead of giving them a chance to stop it from happening. It was it Yan will be nothing but cosmic ashes and bitter memory, and Earth will be mine now and forevermore. Why has he got such a hard on for Earth? He's not from Earth. Mm-hmm. And uh, Warbroard is doing uh, Sam Beckett's line from oh, every boy. episode of Quantum Leap. Oh, boy. So, and uh, the thing gets his line in. What a revolting development this is. Now, this, this is interesting, though, the way they go to it. Because now, at this point, you're absolutely thinking that it's going to be a total, you know, them squaring, you know, all of the heroes, including the Order, squaring off against this guy. And it, it, yeah, know, that never comes to pass. Yeah, because Spider-Man's like, oh, now we got to stop him, and then, you know, yes, yeah, stop me yeah. if you can. Come ahead, try your strength against me. Fight and fail, but perhaps, just perhaps, if you sacrifice yourselves boldly enough, you'll win a shred of my respect, and I won't reduce your families and loved ones to ashes, as I make this world my fiefdom. Well, <laughs> big talk, Mister. But will don't cap allow us? And uh, as Cap was talking, uh, the, the the former order comes up and and uh, Yandros just laughs. Uh, don't make me laugh, defenders. Or should I call you the order? So proud, so vain, so easily manipulated. You were my puppets right from the start. All I did was provide an irritant, a minor nagging irritant. And it was your own arrogance that did the rest. You turned on your friends, your world, betrayed your principles, and more. How pathetic you were. How laughable. And now, after all that, you think you can overcome me? Come then, and try. I'll even give you the first blow. Or are you too pathetic even from that? Do you even dare face me after the way I've humiliated you? Why doesn't he just go... Well, even says fly. <laughs> What's the matter, Order Chicken? <laughs> and they actually surge forward like they're gonna do it, and uh, then they're like, they stop, and then they're like, you'll, you'll, you'll Yandroth, and then the Hulk says, Hulk doesn't think so, and now Yandroth's like, what? <laughs> and they they reverted back to their uh, original. Well, the only one you can really tell is uh, Doctor Strange. In in that panel, he's got still got the uh, the mask on. Yeah. And the next page, he pulls it off. So they've they've reverted back to their actual. Well, somehow the Hulk lost his costume too. But Hulk also is is back to his less intelligent personality. Giant stupid floating oh, man yeah. wants a fight, so giant stupid floating man will not get one. <laughs> and then uh, Yandroth becomes the Wicked Witch. Now, I'm melting! Ah, no! Wank. <laughs> so, yeah, he's now shrunk down to uh, manageable man size, and um, the heroes are just standing around like, all right, what, uh, so what happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I think so, I must have yep. missed something, Reed. Are the order back to normal? Who was that little bald man? What happened here? Now, the little bald man, is she talking about Papa Hutt, I guess? She could be talking about Yandroth. Yandroth was a very big bald man. (laughs) Well, now he's little, so who knows? I don't know. So, yeah, they're going to take him back to Yanagar. And from what what little uh, research we've done into the future, that may not be the best idea. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Helping save both of our worlds was reward enough for me. As you know, it must be for you as well. If you ever need the aid of Jan, it will be granted with both pleasure and gratitude. Earth's fortunate to have defenders such as yourselves. Farewell. And bye-bye. <laughs> Poof. Won't be seeing you no more. So now everybody's getting back together. And uh, yeah. Papa Hog is inviting all the ladies to go to a spa because he's a creep. Yeah, but I'm, I, you know, at this point, uh, you know, as I'm... At this point, I had finally concluded, okay, they're not going to make Papa Hug a bad guy. <laughs> but uh, it really took up until the point when he appeared during the battle. And he got struck by lightning? When he got when he got shot by whatever he got shot by. That's when I, that, it took until then for me to say, okay, they're not going to twist him around. Hmm. Which I guess is, you know, an intentional misdirection by them, which is cool. Yeah, I guess he could have still possibly been working with y- y- Yandroth. So. Yeah, I, I kind of thought that, you know, somewhere... Behind the scenes, he had been manipulating them all, but not so much. Yeah. 
So and uh, so they finally free Red Raven, and uh, he's not real happy. I can't blame him. <laughs> I think I would feel sim- in a you similar put way. Put me in suspended anima- animation? The hell? Eh, we didn't kill you. You raped our women. <laughs> Hulk wanted to. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Well, you know uh, that that never happened. Uh, yeah. Well, even you know, looking back at it, even in their you know hand quotes evil incarnations, uh, you know the Silver Surfer, Doctor Strange, and uh, Submariner all you know were were not going to do that. Right. They still kept the Hulk in check. So and they did have some moral changes at some point. Yeah. Yeah, not, it wasn't necessarily a very strong one because it's not. That's not <laughs> like you know, not, not like oh he wouldn't rape so he's incorruptible. But uh, but you know at least they weren't pure evil at that point. Evil. They did have some some restrictions on what they were willing to do. So Gotta have limits, man. But Gotta I, have you know, Captain America's accurate when he says you know it's, you've all done good today and in the past, but you have to answer for what you've done. I'll answer for nothing, mister, and you'll like it. <laughs> and Submariner says, Surface said it will not happen again, Captain America. You'll have to take our word for it. Otherwise, this battle starts all over again, and this time it will be you who began it. And he says, you know, if you do this, Defenders, you leave, you'll be under suspicion forever. Outcasts, outlaws, feared by the world at large. Which is pretty much what they were anyway. And we have Don't the, threaten me with your sorcerous ways, Owens. The big floating face of Gaia. Gaia or Gaia? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's like she's a little. She's just a big giant poofy cloud. <laughs> poofy cloud with cleavage. Hmm. I hadn't really noticed that. Now that you point that out, yeah, maybe that's a mountain range. Could be. I don't know. So yeah, she breaks the curse. But would really like them to stick around and, uh, you know, if she needs a helping hand, that they'll come and uh, help out. There you go. All's well that ends well. And they go back to their new HQ, bringing all, uh, you know, uh, Valkyrie brings all her friends. To her annoying parents. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then we see that Nighthawk has the secret decoder ring with Gaia's face in it, which would really freak me out. <laughs> Yeah, especially, you know, like, what if he discovered that when he was going to the bathroom? Oh, my God! What what are you doing on my ring? Did you see what? Oh, my God. Mm. Now, I I guess I'm as guilty of this as anyone because I didn't pick up these issues when they were coming out. But it does make me wish that they had a permanent revival of the Defenders series with these characters. Well, I don't really remember where... um, I don't think they appeared as the Defenders again for a while. I'm trying to think if it... I guess maybe uh, maybe it was the Keith Giffen miniseries? Yeah, well, the next issue after this, there is none. So uh, it says the Defenders disbands here. Mm-hmm. So but the Defenders were a non-team anyway. Yeah. The Defenders, the last... Uh, okay, oh, that's right. I think next was going to be The Last Defenders. I think I remember. I picked that up, too. Because uh, that was with part of the... Okay, a version of the Defenders led by Nighthawk was also part of the initiate, the initiative pr- program. Uh, but it is yet unknown whether these Last Defenders will work together again or become a part of the main group. And then Fear itself came along, and there was a new Defenders featuring Loa... Namor, Doctor Strange, Surfer, Surfer, and Lyra was formed to help Atlantis battle against Necrod, one of the serpents worthy. Being outnumbered, Doctor Strange called every hero who was part of Defenders to help defeat Necrod. Uh, Correct. Then there was, what is this talk? I don't even know what this is. Concordance Engines? Was that a series? I don't know. Concordance Engine. Hold on. Where is it? Where did this take place? Defenders Volume Four, Number Two. It was Volume Four in March 2012. Is that maybe the Keith Giffen series? Prester John. Was that the guy that? No, Prester no, John. Yeah, I, I remember the series with Prester John in it. Um, yeah, that was after the Keith Giffen one. Oh, that was the guy in the Crusades. Okay. Hmm. Because there was another. There was a Defenders Volume. 
which came out in January, uh, released January 4th, 2012. Hmm. And this had Iron Fist, Doctor Strange, Red, She-Hulk, played by Betty Ross, Namor, and the Silver Surfer. Huh. I might fix, look, look for some of this stuff, pick it up. Should That's be in quarter bins. Yeah, I would imagine so. Or I could probably get it in the dollar bins, where I go. <laughs> <laughs> where I go, it should be in quarter bins. Oh, and there was a point one issue. I hate those freaking point one, fourteen point one, whatever. <laughs> Just freaking number it. Well, it looks you like know, that's like so, that's like somebody that doesn't want to get to issue one. You know, to episode one. Wait, never mind. That was us. <laughs> I'm trying to see how long this series went. Which series are you speaking of? This Defenders Volume Four, Number Four. I'm up to five issues so far. Knowing Marvel, it probably went. You know, like twelve issues, and they rebooted again. Probably. Um, oh, there's an interesting cover with the black cat. Sorry. Hmm. So, are we gonna rate? Uh, you gonna give this a rating? Sure. And we'll give the o- overall series a rating as well. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. So, for this particular issue, I was right. Twelve issues in volume four. Sorry. This, this is another cover that I kind of like it in concept. I'm not crazy about it in execution. I don't like the way the individual characters look so much. But I kind of like the whole battle scene and the way Pacheco worked in, you know, those little faces that you can barely see just to fill up the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the conflict is, like, I don't like the Hulk's face. I don't like Namor's face. I don't like Spider-Man's head. Uh, you know, the background color is kind of... Helps you lose everything in the cover a little bit, so I'm gonna say good try, but a B minus, just the same. The interior mm. art I feel is inconsistent. There's some points where yeah. it's pretty cool, and then there's other points where people, you know, seem to have exceptional derp faces. So, so a lot towards the end too, yeah. almost uh, like they were rushed trying to get it out. Like, like where the one where Strange pulls down his mask when they're revealed to be back to their selves. It just looks very, and like the one before that, a few pages before that, when um, the guys come from Yon and they're just not really, there's, there was all that detail put in on that opening, uh, the double page splash of the heroes, and then it kind of just petered out at the end. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty inconsistent as far as I can tell. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a C plus on the interior art in this book. And the story, I think it it could have come off as just a by-the-numbers story, but they managed to avoid that, which is cool. So I'm going to say a solid B on the story. You know, they came to a satisfying conclusion as far as I was concerned. So that's that's the positive. I think I'm going to, I'm just going to, I got the same on all those three as, as you. I don't really have any big difference with them, you know, for, for the same reasons and that we discussed as we went through. So, um, so on, on the overall, uh, I'm not going to give an overall for the covers because we gave each individual cover right, a rating, and right. it seems silly to, to rate them. In I match. mean, really, just I mean, the, and and the art overall we did for each one, but I guess the whole the story, the the uh, like the concept and the execution and the completion of the of the six issues on the on the whole, which it was kind of built built to in the previous series as well. Right. So. Um, I think, you know, the whole idea of having them go bad and, you know, the twist here at the end, I think I would give the story um, and, like, the really dark turn that the Hulk was going to take, I'm going to say an A-. We're of a similar mind on that because I thought overall the story was pretty engaging. It made me want to stay with it. I kept, you know, I wanted to read more of it as we were going on. I didn't want to put it down so much. So mm-hmm. overall, I thought it was really enjoyable, and I'm gonna say an A minus as well. Mm, okay. So yeah, next time. Well, well next time that's it. That's it for order up. What? 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 Oh, well, we could. You know, we could do the order from the initiative, which the order was the California-based team during the 50 state initiative. Well, I think we could touch on that at some point, possibly. Yeah. But my yeah. inclination at this point is. We have to do our Avengers Spotlight issues to continue on with the uh, 
Celestial Madonna story. And if we're going to do a focus series of episodes on another miniseries, I think to be fair, you know, which was, uh, let me be upfront here, this was a suggestion Bill had when we were talking off the air, that we should probably pick a DC miniseries for the next one. Just to, to even things out since we're doing, you know, we've been a little Marvel focused of late. Yeah, and I can't remember what series we had talked about doing. I don't think we say. landed on one for sure. So I would say if anybody has a one that they think they'd like us to do, let us know. Yeah, because like you said, we're going to be getting back to the Avengers Spotlight. So, um, I mean, DC, yeah, there's all kinds of... Uh, I mean, don't ask us to do Crisis. We're not going to do that. No, no, we're not doing something big. Like, no, not. Well, I would, no. I would even consider, you know, like one of the other Crises or something, but not Crisis on Infinite Earths. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, mind it, I don't mind it being big. I just don't want it to be something that's been done and done and done and probably better than we can do it. Right. Or we could even just pick like a an independent miniseries or something independent. too. I'm independent. Quite possible. So. But in the meanwhile, next time around, we'll probably do either a, you know, a score episode on something or a just a regular traditional random book episode. And stay tuned. Maybe in the next episode, I'll clean up dog vomit again. Something to look forward to. Mmm, yummy. All right. And that's it, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old-fashioned comic book back-issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at backtothebins at gmail.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Each and every month, the Two True Freaks Network produces dozens of new and exciting episodes which regularly reach tens of thousands of loyal listeners worldwide. Sponsorship and or advertising opportunities are available. Inquiries may be made via email to twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Darn, that's the end.